All right, boys and girls, let's take a look at a few things, and you might need to make sure to help uh, help me for just a little bit because mom and dad might fall asleep on the couch there, so you all need to make sure to keep them awake for me if you would, please. But we want to look at a few different things here. Uh, the first thing that I want to try to point out here is how the book of Genesis has two descriptions of God creating people. There's, there's two descriptions that are viewed here. We just read the one here in chapter number 2. And we, we see how the Lord God had formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. We talked about that uh, a little bit before, and, and we want to understand that a little bit more. Uh, each account gives us insight, though, into why God made human beings. Because the other account is back in Genesis chapter number 1. Look at Genesis chapter number 1 with me. And let's look at two verses, verse 26 and 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And everybody says, Creepers creep, right? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Now it's an interesting thing that sometimes people will try to tell you, well, chapter 1 and chapter 2 of Genesis, they 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 don't really they they're not, you know, they're not fact. That that's not exactly what happened. That's just a good story. I I, I disagree. I believe with all my heart that this is actually what took place. But what you're getting is you're getting two different viewpoints of the same thing happening. You see, chapter 1 there gives you sort of a, an overview of what God did on day 6. And he lets, you, it lets us know that God said, let us make man in our image. And then it also talks about male and female. But in chapter number 2, it gives you more detail. It gives you more detail. For example, if I said, uh, uh, let's say that uh, uh, Brother Jeff was uh, uh, watching uh, the New England Patriots and they were getting trounced by uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, They're just getting annihilated, and Brother Jeff would be would be heartbroken because his doctrine of creation is not quite right there, and so. Uh, but what, let's say he was watching and, uh, and and he called me up and he says, "Oh man." Yeah, can you believe Pittsburgh won and maybe I wasn't able to watch the game? But he says, he says, I can't believe Pittsburgh won the football game. Can you believe that? And I said, oh, wow, tell me more about it. And then he goes into detail. Well, in the first quarter, this happened. In the second quarter, this happened. In the third quarter, and you wouldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe the catch. You see, he starts to give me more details. It doesn't make one statement that he made true and the other statement that he made false. He says in the first statement, he said, Pittsburgh won. In this next statement, he gives me more detail. So you understand what's going on. In Genesis chapter 1, we get the overview. God created man in his image. Mankind, male and female, God created them in his image, after his likeness. 
Well, chapter 2 then goes into more detail. Let me explain how God did this. All right? And so we see where God grabbed some dirt from the dust from the ground and he formed mankind. He formed man. And he, he put the legs together, he put the arms together, he put the head together, a couple ears. And, and, and so he did all this. And then he puts him in the garden. And if you were to read, you'd find out that Adam, he went through all these different things. And he named the different animals. And it says there that he didn't find a, a, a mate for himself. He saw that the dogs had someone. He saw that the cats had someone. The horses had someone. The turtles had someone. The bunnies had a lot of someones. And so he, he was able to see all this, but he, he didn't find himself a, a, mate, a mate. And God made the statement. He says, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make a helpmeet for him. And so because of that, he makes this, uh, he gets this, uh, 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 gets Adam and causes him to fall asleep. And while he's sleeping, he opens up Adam's rib. He just opens up his rib right there. And then he takes out one, uh, opens up his side, takes out one rib, closes it back up. No problems. The first surgery ever recorded in Scripture. And so he gets that taken care of. He pulls that uh, uh, rib and he takes that rib and he refashions that rib and he makes it into woman. And he takes that and he puts it next to Adam and he says, Now I have made a helpmeet for you. You see, chapter 1 just gave us the overview. Chapter 1 just says, God made man, he made male and female. Well, that's an important thing for us to understand. God made things a certain way. He made male and female. He made Adam and Eve. And he did it in a specific way and for a specific purpose. He says, he says there that uh, uh, God made man in his image. Do you see that in verse? Uh, look at verse 26 first. And God said, let us... Make man after our in our image after our likeness. It's an interesting thing to be in the image of God. It's an interesting thing to be an image of anything. But I, what I want to try to help you understand. Uh, let me see if I can do something here. Mr. Keegan, can you get the camera ready for a nice close-up? Let's see if we can do something. I don't know if this is going to work or not. We're going to try. We're going to try. All right. Egan, see if you can zoom in on that right there. See if you can zoom in on that. Everything good? Okay, those of you watching in uh, uh, online land, who is that? Who is that? Now, some people would look at that picture and they'd say, that's Miss Sarah, right? Okay. What about this one? This one's not going to be as pretty. Who's that? Who's that? You might be looking and saying, 
Oh, that's Pastor Andy. I know that ugly mug anywhere, right? All right. Well, can I, can I tell you something? That wasn't Miss Sarah and that wasn't Pastor Andy. That was just a picture of Miss Sarah and Pastor Andy. <laughs> funny, funny, yeah. Well, this is what I want you to understand. That is just an image. That's not the actual person. But it, it, it's an interesting thing when we look at being made in the image of God. Did you know that you and I were made to reflect God? That's the whole purpose. That was, that was why we were made. And, and I want you to understand this. Being, being made in the image of God... God gave people mental, spiritual capacities. God is thinking. God is a spiritual being. God is a relational being. And we all have qualities uh, and, and abilities like Him. Therefore, you and I should be able to represent Him. Maybe some of you have a, have a talent for drawing. Some people have a talent for drawing. Did you know that God is the master artist? Some of you have a talent uh, for, for being uh, hospitable. Maybe you know how to make people feel good. Did you know God does it perfectly? And maybe some of you are, are kind of athletic and you like to play, uh, play sports. Did you know God is the greatest athlete of all? And maybe some of you like to sing and some of you like to play music. Did you know that God invented it? You see, whatever talents, whatever abilities, whatever creativity you may have, it's because you're in the image of God. And so the first thing we need to learn, number one, never forget God made you to be like Him. Never forget that. That's the first thing. Never forget that God made you to be like Him. Now, let's look at uh, something else in this because God gave humans something else to do. If you read Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 with me, you ready for this? And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Think about this for a minute. What did God make man to do? Did you think about that? God gave man a task. God gave him something to do, not just make him and just, well, whatever. No, he gave him a specific task. He told him, he says, he says, uh, to be fruitful and multiply. So the first thing was he says, all right, you two, go make a family. Wow! Did you know God loves it when we make a family? God loves that. You know, I've, I've heard people say, oh, kids are a curse. No, they're a blessing from God. Now, he wanted them to have many children. He wanted them to multiply. You know, Here's why. Think about this for a minute. Think about why God wants that. God is a God of variety. He is so creative. 
And he, he, he didn't just make one, one kind of tree, one kind of flower, one kind of rock, one kind of animal. No, he made many different kinds. And he made those uh, in such a way that, uh, you know, think about it. You have apple trees, pear trees, peach trees. Think of the many different kinds of apple trees that you had. Think about the many different kinds of peach trees that you had. You see, God doesn't just make one of something. He makes many of them, and it's good. The Bible says that it was good. And so God wants us to exercise our image of Him. He wants us to show uh, and to to perform these, these creative acts, and He wants us to do these great things to reveal Him. It lets him be seen. Now, somebody may say, well, Pastor Andy, come on, that's kind of selfish, isn't it? It's kind of selfish that God would would make a creation just to show him off. (laughs) Well, no. It may sound selfish at first, but if you think about it for just a minute, let's let's think about it from from this perspective. Let's say you have... uh, Let's say you have a baseball team, and uh, uh, the baseball team is, uh, they, they have a pitcher, and the pitcher, he comes and, and uh, he, he, he has the ball, and uh, the, the uh, shortstop comes up to him, and he says, nope, let me take the ball, and I want to throw the ball. It's not fair that only the pitcher gets to throw the ball. I said, no, wait a minute, no, no, no. You have to have a shortstop be there. The pitcher's going to be here. Yeah, but it's not fair. I want to be the pitcher, and it's not fair that, that the pitcher gets to be the one to throw the ball all the time. Maybe you got the poor left fielder out there just, you know, picking his nose and just watching the what swatting flies and stuff and, and the wrong kind of flies. Maybe, and he's out there going, man, I wish I could play first base. I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, and I don't get to play first base. No. (laughs) Understand something. Everything in its proper place. If you were God, then we would need to pay attention to you because you were the greatest being. But since you're not God, all eyes should be where they belong. For example... Let's, let's think for a minute. Maybe your mom and dad, uh, they, they love one another, and uh, they, they're looking at one another, and they're looking at one another lovingly, and then your dad sees this Ferrari drive down the street, and he says, I want that Ferrari. And your mom's standing there going, hey, I'm over here. He says, but I want the Ferrari instead. And he takes off running after that Ferrari and he tries to catch the Ferrari. You see, she's the one that deserves his attention, not that car. So we want to understand he deserves the attention and it's only right that we give it to him. And so as we look at some of the different things, look what else he says to him in verse 28. He says, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, 
and over the fowl of the air and over every uh, living thing that moveth upon the earth. That's interesting. Did you know that God gave to mankind rule over all the animals? Did you know that? Now look, I love animals just as much as the next guy. But I'm never going to choose an animal over a person. And you know, there's a lot of times people today, especially today, have you ever noticed that there's a lot of people that go around, oh, you shouldn't be mean to dogs, you shouldn't be mean to animals, you shouldn't be mean to these things or those things. And, and we're, we're, we're littering the world with plastic, but they don't care about killing babies. Isn't that sad? God gave to us responsibilities we are supposed to be over the, cre- uh, over the creatures of this earth. God says, I want you. But not just because some people say, well, <laughs> I'm in charge. I get to tell that dog what to do and jerk it around if I want to. No, he wants us to take care of it. And so we want to be cautious with this. God gave man a job to do in his image. Did you know that exercising authority and taking care, when your mom says, hey, feed the dog, go, go take care of the kitty litter, uh, go, go uh, you know, watch, uh, you know, uh, uh, clean up after the dog, give the dog a bath, you know, make sure that the cats have water. When your mom and dad say those kind of things, did you know that you're actually performing an act in the image of God? Because God takes care of you. That's the next thing that I want you to see. Never forget, you represent God on earth. Never forget that. Never forget that. God told Adam and Eve to have children who would govern the earth and its creatures. People are God's managers here on earth. Did you know that? You know, God has given some people responsibilities to manage. And the Bible lets us know that we are supposed to be in submission to those who have authority over us. So did you also know that when you obey mom and dad, you're obeying God? You know, right now, right now in our, in our country and in our state right now, we have been asked by certain leaders to do certain things. And they have not asked us to do anything that's against God's Word. They haven't. And so the Bible says that we are supposed to respect those and to submit to those in authority over us. Did you know that we were actually applying this verse, these verses that we're studying here? So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Did you know that we are honoring the image of God by honoring those in authority over us? I want you to think about it for just a minute. You are in the image of God. Your mom and dad were made in the image of God. When you disrespect your mom and dad, it's, you're disrespecting the image of God. When you, when you disrespect your brother or sister, 
guess what? Even they were made in the image of God. And some kid may say, well, you never met my brother or sister. (laughs) Trust me. They were made in the image of God. They may not look like it all the time, but they were. And so were you. And God is loving. God is patient. He is kind. He is merciful. He's gracious. What kind of image are you being of God? I want to look at a third thing in this before we, before we finish. God explained to Adam and Eve how He would take care of them. Look at verse 29 through 31. Chapter number 1, Genesis chapter number 1, verse 29 says, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is of the, uh, the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God said, everything that He had made, He saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Listen. God gave people seed-bearing vegetables, seed-bearing fruits, and He gave them all this for food. He says, you've got more than enough. And I always make sure that you have plenty. He gave the birds and animals all these green plants. Did you know that when man was first made, he was vegetarian? Did you know that? No bacon. No bacon. No, no, no hamburgers. No, no, uh, no steak. Isn't that sad? After, uh, after the flood is when man first started eating meat. But God gave people all these things to eat. And what did God say about the people He had made on the sixth day? Do you see that in verse 31? Not just the people but all the animals as well. It says, God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. Everything that God had made, the Bible says, He called it good. Isn't that nice? Now, God gave fruit and vegetables to nourish people. He gave green plants to feed the birds and the animals. God provides everything to sustain the needs of His creatures. And this is the third thing that I want you to notice. The third thing. Never forget that God takes care of all your needs. Never forget this. Never forget it. Here's what I want you to understand in this. You and I were made in the image of God. In God's own likeness. And it's important for us to understand this. It's important for us to realize that God didn't just make us to do whatever we want. And the first part about being in the image of God is actually knowing Him. 
I mean, how, how can I know what kind of a person I'm supposed to be? If, if I'm, someone says, okay, uh, you know, look like a statue. Well, I got to know what a statue is in order to look like a statue. If someone says, Pastor Andy, I want you to dress like a cowboy this week. I got to know what a cowboy is in order to dress like one. Someone may say, Pastor Andy, dress like a pirate. What if I don't know what a pirate is? You need to know God so that you can fulfill your God-given role. You need to be able to know who God is. That's first. After you know Him and you come to know Him intimately or in a very close way, and you fall in love with this man, that this, this being that created you, brought you into existence. You get to know him, and then you know more about him, and you find out that he left heaven, came to earth, and died for you. When you get to know all of this about him, then you want to grow in that knowledge. And here's what growth means. It's, okay, I know what God is. I know who he is. I know about him. Now I'm going to become more like him. And I grow and I become more mature and more like Jesus. You know, there's a lot of adults today who have never matured and become more like Jesus. There are some people that they've been saved, or at least they say they've been saved for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But they don't act like Jesus because they have never understood what it means to be in the image of God. So boys and girls, here's what I want you to understand. And parents, please listen. Uh, Adults, if you're tuned into this and you're thinking, oh, this is just a kid's lesson, you're wrong. Because there's a lot of adults that don't understand this. The question is simply this. If we were made to be in the image of God, what kind of an image are you? If someone saw the way you treated some other person, would they say, wow, that's a good God and I want to know that kind of God? Or if they see the way you treat other people, would they say, whoa, whatever God they believe in, I don't want to have anything to do with it. You know... The Bible talks about us all being of one body. You know, if you were on a sports team, you wear a certain kind of jersey. And on that jersey somewhere is an emblem or uh, the name of your team. Did you know that you, being made in the image of God, if you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior, you too, represents something bigger than yourself. So once you know Christ and you begin to grow in that knowledge and you become more like Him, the next step in all that is going and serving and telling others. Maybe tonight, while you're listening to this, you start to think to yourself, you know... uh, I don't know for sure if I know Him that way. Or maybe you think, well, I I do know Him, but 
I haven't grown in that knowledge. Well, today is the day to get that taken care of. Maybe when, when we're finished with all this, you can talk to mom or dad, or, or maybe you would want to reach out to the church and say, hey, I need to talk to someone a little bit more about this. I, I, I don't know. I just I don't understand this. You can put a message there in the chat box. We'll be sure to contact you. Some of our folks would be happy to talk with you right now. They're watching. If you need to talk with somebody about this, you let them know. Maybe when we get done, kids, you can talk to mom and dad. Husbands can talk to wives. Wives can talk to husbands. That's a novel idea, huh? But we want to get this right. Being in the image of God. Understanding why we were made. What is your doctrine of creation? What gifts do you have that you can use for Him?